वेरी गुड मॉर्निंग थैंक यू फॉर ज्वाइनिंग श्री देवी महात्म्यम जय श्री कृष्ण गुरु आई होप यू ऑल आर हैविंग अ वंडरफुल बिगनिंग ऑफ नवरात्रि टुडे इज डे टू सो विल कंटिन्यू विद द नेक्स्ट एपिसोड ओम श्री महागणपते नम ओम सॉरी ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम ओम श्री गणेशाय नम ओम श्री सरस्वताय नम ओम श्री गुरु दत्तात्रेय नम ओम श्री महालक्ष्मी नम गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुसाक्षात परब्रह्म तस्म श्री गुरुवे नम द देवी महात्म्यम द सेकेंड एपिसोड मेडिटेशन ऑन महालक्ष्मी wielding in our hands the strings of head the wielding in our hands the string of beads battle axe mace arrow thunderbolt lotus bow water pot kajal lance sword shield conch bell wine cup trident noose and the discus sudarshana she has a complexion of coral and is seated on a lotus i worship here that mahalakshmi the vanquisher of the asura mahisha om rim the sage said long ago when mahisha was the lord of the asuras and indra of the gods there was a war between the gods and the asuras for a full 100 years in that the army of the gods was vanquished by asuras of great valor having conquered all the gods mahishasura became indra you need to remember this what happened mahishasura became indradev then the vanquished gods led by brahma the lotus born the lord of beings went to the place where shiva and the garuda bannered god the god narrated narrated to both of them the activities of mahishasura and the details of insults heaped upon the gods just as they happened he himself now wields the authority of the sun indra the fire the wind the moon yama varuna and of other gods the entire hosts of gods expelled by the wicked mahisha from heaven wander across the earth as mortals do we have narrated in full the deeds of the enemy of gods we seek refuge in you pray think about slaying him thus having heard the words of the gods the slayer of madhu got angry and so also shiva their faces frowning with knit eyebrows then from the face of the wielder of discus which was brimming with fury and from the faces of brahma and shankara a great effulgence emerged from the bodies of other gods like indra a great effulgence emerged as well and it all became a united mass the gods saw there a lofty peak of effulgence looking like a blazing volcano pervading the quarters with its flames born out of the bodies of all the gods <coughs> sorry that unique effulgence combined into one mass of light took the form of a woman pervading the triple worlds with its luster in that effulgence what was the light of shiva from that was formed the face the tresses were formed from the light of yama and the arms from the light of vishnu the two breasts were formed from the light of the moon the middle portion from the light of the indra the legs and thighs 
from the light of Varuna and the hips from the light of the earth. The feet from the light of Brahma and its fingers from the sun's light. The fingers of the hand from that of the Vasus and the nose from the light of Kubera. Her teeth were formed from the light of Prajapati, the lord of beings. Likewise, the triad of her eyes was born from the light of fire. The eyebrows from the two Sandhyas, her ears from the light of the wind, from the light of the other gods as well. The auspicious goddess was formed. Then, on seeing her born out of the lights heaped from all the gods, the immortals afflicted by Mahisha was ha happy. They became happy. Then, the gods gave individually to her their respective weapons. The wielder of Pinaka gave to her the trident, drawing it out of his trident. The dark god also gave the discus, whirling it forth from his own discus. Varuna gave her the conch, Agni, the lance. Vayu gave her a bow and a pair of cures filled with arrows. Indra, the thousand-eyed lord of the gods, gave her the thunderbolt, taking it out of his, his thunderbolt and the bell from his elephant, Airavata. Yama gave a cudgel out of his cudgel of death and the lord of waters, the noose. Brahma, the lord of beings, gave her the rosary of beads and the water pot. Surya placed his own rays on all the pores of her skin. Kala gave her a sword and a spotless shield. The milky ocean gave her an unsullied garment, a pair of unaging garments, a brilliant crest jewel, a pair of ear pendants, bangles, a luminous half-moon ornament, bracelets in, bracelets in all arms, a pair of shining anklets. Likewise, a unique necklace and bejeweled rings on all the fingers. I'm so I'm sure you're all imagining how beautiful it is. She she must be looking the most beautiful one on this entire universe. Goddess, this is how we have to also be. Vishwakarma gave her a brilliant axe, missiles of various forms as well as an unbreakable armor. The ocean gave her an unfading lotus garland to wear on the head, another one to wear on the breast and a very beautiful lotus to be held in her hand. Himavan gave her the lion as the vehicle and various gems. The lord of wealth gave her a drinking cup always full of wine. The king of all serpents, Sesha, who bears this world, gave her a snake garland bedecked with huge jewels, honoured with ornaments and weapons by the other remaining gods as well. The goddess roared with loud laughter again and again. The entire sky was filled up with her immeasurable, stupendous, terrible roar and great was the echo that arose. All the worlds were agitated and the oceans raged, the earth quacked, uh, sorry, earth quaked and all the mountains rocked. Victory to thee, exclaimed the gods in joy to her. Mounted on the lion, and the sages lauded her. Their bodies bowed in devotion. Seeing the entire triple world agitated, the enemies of the immortals marshaled all their forces and rose up with weapons uplifted. Ah, what is this? exclaimed Mahishasura in wrath and rushed towards that sound, surrounded by all Asuras. 
Then he saw the goddess pervading the three worlds with her effulgence. The tread of her feet bent the earth low. The top of her crown scraped the welkin high. With the twang of a bowstring, she shook the entire netherworld and with a thousand arms, she stood covering all the quarters. Then began the battle between the goddess and the enemies of gods, where the quarters were illumined by various arrows and missiles thrown at each other. The general of Mahishasura, a great Asura, Chikshura, so here comes the names, okay? Chikshura, by name, and Chamara fought with the opponents, equipped with a fourfold complement of forces. A great Asura, Udgar, Udgra, by name, with 60,000 chariots, and Mahahanu, with a crore, waged the battle. The great Asiloma fought in that battle with 150 lakhs, with Bhaskala fought with 60 lakhs of chariots. Parivarita, surrounded by many thousands of elephants and horses and crores of chariots, fought in that battle. One named Bidala fought in that battle surrounded by 500 crores of chariots. Other great Asuras Tens of thousands in number, encircled by elephants and horses, fought in the war front with the goddess. In that battle, Mahishasura stood encircled by crores and crows of chariots, elephants and horses, with iron maces and javelins, and with lances and pestles, with swords, battle axes and halberds. They fought with the goddess in the fronts. Some hurled lances, some other threw nooses. They began to attack the goddess by striking her with swords. The goddess Chandika also, quite playfully, cut into pieces the, those arrows and missiles by pouring on them her own arrows and missiles. Praised by the gods and the sages, the goddess Ishwari, showing no fatigue in her face, cast arrows and missiles on the bodies of Asuras. And the lion also, the mount of Devi, shook its mane in fury and roamed amidst the armies of the Asuras like fire in the forest. So here's a description about how the Devi was born, how she got all the powers which all the gods, whatever they had, gave it to her, the weapons, and then how she became the most beautiful goddess you know, she's born beautiful, but how she was given the most beautiful things, the best of everything that was there in this entire universe was given to her. And she got this power of who she is. And then she started fighting with the Asuras. And what is being mentioned here is that the Asuras had bigger army and the weapons and everything else much bigger than the goddess. Yet the goddess did not get fatigued in the battle by fighting with so many enemies and killing them, the demons. So let us understand who these demons are all within us. I will narrate the truth at the end of this, you know, once we finish reading it, okay? The, the size that the mother fighting on the battlefront heaved became immediately her host, sorry, the, the size that the mother fighting on the battlefront heaved became immediately her horse in hundreds and thousands. Aggrandized by the force of the goddess, 
these hosts fought destroying the hosts of asuras with battle axes javelins swords and halberds is that festival of war some of the hosts beat the drums some blew conches and others played on mridangas then the goddess killed the great asuras in hundreds by means of trident mace lance double edged swords and ordinary swords she felled certain asuras to the ground by making them stunned with the sound of her bell certain others she dragged around the ground by binding them with the noose some some were split into two by the severe fall of the swords others smashed by the blow of a mace were laid on the ground severely struck by the pestle some vomited blood rent by the trident in the chest some were felled on the ground in the battlefield some of those who afflicted the gods were caught in a flood of arrows leaving no space in their bodies unstruck resembling porcupines they breathed their last some had their arms cut some others their necks heads of some fell on the ground and others were rent asunder in the middle it's very gory scene i'm sure you're imagining the bloodshed and how she's killing <laughs> it's very funny but the real truth is far from this some other great asuras their legs cut off fell on the ground some rendered one armed one eyed and one legged were again rent into two by the goddess a few their heads cut off fell and rose again others danced in the battlefield in tune with the battle drums the trunks of other great asuras with swords lances and double edged swords still in their hands their heads just cut off shouted at the goddess stop stop the place on the earth where the great battle took place became impassable on account of the chariots elephants horses and asuras felled on the ground streams of blood from the asuras elephants and horses became in no time huge rivers and flowed amidst the army of the asuras thus the mother in a moment's time led to destruction the great army of the asuras just as fire would a huge stock of wood and grass that lion also shaking its mane and making a terrible roar prowled about searching as it were the life breaths in the bodies of the enemies of the immortals the goddess with her hosts fought with the asuras in such a manner that the gods were pleased and showered flowers from the heaven so here ends the second of devi mahatmyam in markandeya purana during the period of savarni the manu so we'll continue the third chapter the sage said seeing that army being slain the great asura chikshura the commander in chief proceeded in anger to fight the mother the asura rained showers of arrows on the goddess in battle <clears throat> just as a cloud would pour in showers of rain on the peak of the meru mountain then the goddess playfully cutting asunder the volley of arrows killed his horses and their driver with her arrows immediately she broke his bow and his banner flying aloft and with swift shafts stuck in the limbs of him whose bow had been broken his bow broken his chariot smashed his horse killed 
and his charioteer slain, the Asura, wielding a sword and a shield, jumped at the goddess. With terrific speed, he struck the lion on the head with a sharp-edged sword and hit the goddess on her left arm. O oh, delight of kings, the sword, the moment it touched her arm, broke into two pieces. Red in the eyes with anger, he took the spear. The great Asura hurled the weapon, resplendent with luster, at Bhadrakali, as though he was hurling the orb of sun from the skies. Seeing the spear coming upon her, the goddess released her spear. It broke his spear into a hundred pieces, as well as the great Asura. When that general of Mahisha, of great Valor, was slain, Chamara, that afflictor of the gods, came forward, mounted on an elephant. He hurled his lance at the Devi, and the mother immediately, with the grunt, made it fall to the ground lusterously. Seeing his lance broken and fallen, Chamara, filled with anger, hurled the spear. She broke it as well with her arrows. Then the lion heaped, then the lion leaped upwards, seated itself between the temples of the elephant, and engaged itself in a hand-to-hand -hand fight with that enemy of gods. In the course of fighting, they came down from the elephant to the ground and fought quite excited dealing each other terrible blows. Then the four of beasts leaped to the sky with force and from there sprang on Chamara, severing his head with a blow of its paw. Udgra was killed in battle of Devi by means of rocks, trees and the like. Karala was brought down by biting with her teeth hitting with her fist and slapping with her palm. The Devi, in wrath, pulverized Uddhata with strokes of her mace. She slew Bhaskala with a javelin, Tamra and Andhaka with arrows. The great goddess, possessed of three eyes, smote and slew Ugrasya, Ugravirya and Mahahanu with her trident. By her sword, she made the head of Bidala fall from his body and sent Durdhara and Durmukha to the abode of death by her arrows. Seeing his own army being demolished thus, Mahishasura terrified the horse of the Devi with his buffalo form. Now comes Mahishasura, the buffalo form. Hitting by the muzzle some, Trampling by the hooves, some others, lashing by his tail, some tearing by his horns, some others, with sheer speed, some with bellowing and whirling about, some others, and with the blast of his breath, the rest. He laid the horse on the ground. After laying low, the horse of Paramat, Param, sorry, Pramatas, that Asura leaped to slay the lion of the great goddess. Seeing this, the mother became very angry. He too, of great valor, pounded the terrain with his hooves in rage, threw about the mountains with his horns and roared. Crushed by his whirling speed, the earth crumbled to pieces. Lashed by his tail, the ocean flooded everywhere. 
broken by his moving horns, the clouds went into pieces. His heaving breath lifted up mountains in the sky and brought them down. Seeing the great Asura bloated with rage advancing towards her, she, Chandika, assumed an angry mood in order to kill him. She threw the noose over the great Asura and bound him. Thus, bound in the great battle, he left his buffalo form. Now, what happens to the Mahishasura? He took a buffalo form. Now, he left the buffalo form. And now, let us see what form he is getting into. Then, immediately, he became a lion. No sooner the mother cut the head off than a man appeared with a sword in hand. Soon, the goddess cut the man asunder along with his sword and shield by means of her arrows. Then, he became a huge elephant. The elephant pulled the lion with its trunk and roared. As it pulled, the goddess cut off the trunk with her sword. The great Asura resumed the body of a buffalo and shook the three worlds along with their mobile and immobile things. So let me stop for a moment here and explain what does this all mean in Adhyatma and then we'll continue. See, if you so far have listened You've listened to how the goddess was born, what are the kind of weapons she has, how beautiful she looks and what is the power she wields within herself, the kind of power she has. And then she is not afraid of fighting the Asuras and you saw how many Asuras were there. And the Asuras outnumbered her, you know, her army or her power. But she was much mightier than the Asuras. She could kill as many as the Asuras were, the armies were coming to fight with her. She, you know, she cut asunder everybody. She used different weapons. See, every time an Asura came, she used a specific weapon and she was able to destroy them. Who are these demons? Are these demons outside of us or within us? That is the most important question you have to ask. See, this Devi is not the one somebody is outside. This Devi is you and me. Okay. And the power, if you see, the gods had given her various weapons. All that is within us. That is called our capabilities, our potentials. Those are the power to do what we have born here to achieve in this world. The purpose of our existence. And those powers are vested within us. But the thing is, we don't understand how and where is this power. Because we have always given into these demons and accepted defeat like the gods. Like Indra, Indra they have lost his heaven. Who has taken over the heaven? Mahishasura became the Indra because he threw all the gods away from the heavens and that is when they went to Vishnu, right? So what happens to us? We also give in to our Indra, I mean we let the demons take over our mind and what does the demons do? The demons tell you, no, you can't do this. You cannot do this. You are incapable. You are a miserable person. You are a petty human being. It gives you a lot of negativities. Did you see how many Asuras were there? Too many. So every single time you say, I am incapable. I can't do this. I am the poorest one. I am this. I am that. You are actually not awakening that power of the Devi that you have within you. The potentials, the power of every god is vested within you, but you're not using it. 
you don't even know that you have this weapon inside of you which is your capabilities and all the abilities god given abilities the potentials are in you but you don't understand at all we think oh mere you know i can't do this i don't want to do why because i'm incapable i don't even want to try i've already accepted defeat you know the gods have not even fought with the asuras they've already accepted defeat why why should you accept defeat you should never accept defeat and why are you letting that indradev take over and who has taken over the indra's throne please remember it's called mahishasura now we'll understand who is this mahishasura what is the form he takes buffalo form the word mahish means something very important it the name is already there buffalo what does buffalo represent as inertia lethargy tamas is what buffalo represents so what happens when the buffalo takes over your mind it it sits in the indra's throne and tells you it's okay you can't do it you know it makes you completely lethargy in a <clears throat> inertia is filled in your being so you are moving also like a buffalo have you seen how the buffalo walks very slow <coughs> <coughs> sorry the buffalo walks very slow and what happens is that it's not even you know going to move from its place have you seen a buffalo sitting and eating food or the way it walks completely tamasic and when mahishasura takes over us the indradev mind becomes mahishasura so what is filled in you lethargy and inertia we allow this demon constantly and please remember the demons don't die and they have immortality and in the sense uh, they have the power of getting back from death and that's a separate story which i will narrate i'm not going to mix now so even if you kill the demons they will still rise again that's the power they have so what happens you know you will think okay i've killed this demon mahishasura you know now the buffalo god is gone not god sorry the buffalo demon is gone out of me and now i'll be able to do something but when you think he doesn't exist suddenly from nowhere you'll see that you you've again started going back in your old ways inertia fills in you you become tamasic in nature you're not able to do and we say why am i not able to do i can do this i can do that but something is not allowing you to do the word is called to do and that is called this energy and this this inertia and lethargy which is filling us and it doesn't allow us to do anything and we give reasons 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 we give excuses we don't want to work we just want to keep lying there we become so lethargic that we don't even want to move lift our finger to do anything in our world that is what the mahishasura the buffalo demon represents then what happens then from buffalo he becomes he takes another form what is the form then immediately he became a lion <clears throat> no sooner the mother cut off then a man appeared with a sword in the hand so now what is the form that the demon is taking a lion what does this lion mean oh you know it's that ego it's called you know i know this i have done this why are you telling me that ego comes up you know if somebody saying why are you so lethargic why are you sitting there not doing any work and we get very angry then another demon comes within us you know what i have done this so much i know i have done all of this don't tell me this you don't teach me and that's called again a deflated ego that's again an ego that comes within us who are you to tell me don't keep telling me don't do don't do. you know this is how we react have you ever 
you know watched yourself how you react you observe yourself you have to witness your own self how do you react to things when somebody teaches you or you know an example i can always give is with my guruji you know my krishna guruji many years ago i can only give my own example so i'm just giving you how these demons work many years ago when my guruji said you know you can do more you you are very capable you have these things you know you know it why are you not doing he keeps asking these questions sometimes you know we get very irritated you know this mind that ego comes in and that ego is this lion you know what i have done this in my previous my work i know all of this what are you telling me i just know you know the word called i know that ego which thinks it has done too much in life but actually what you've done is according to your mind's understanding you don't even know what you have really really done yeah you might have the capabilities you might have used it once but doesn't mean that you is that's all you have to use it and you should not use it now so we behave in this manner so these are the demons within us and what is the goddess showing she represents the hidden potentials those weapons the capabilities which we have to use to overcome these demons within us that is what the spiritual meaning of all this beautiful story see for us simple human beings the mind you know it's a simple mind for us to understand these adhyatmic truth you know this applies both in the spiritual and in the material world too for us to win and for us to use the you know to become the best version of ourselves and use our capabilities efficiently and to become the best and achieve whatever that we have to in our world and we have to understand how to use this capabilities or abilities those are the weapons and we have to use the right capability for doing the right things which means knowledge is important so you have to study you have to overcome that you know inertia and tamas in you the letharginess that exist which is what your mind does and the mind does because you have allowed that buffalo demon to become the king of the mind it conquers you it defeats indra also and says you know i am now the king of gods it becomes indradev then what happens you are actually fallen a prey to that so never let that happen you have to constantly observe yourself how do you behave how do you react see all these stories is given for us in a very beautiful manner so that our simple mind can understand we can understand and imbibe the truth and and use this knowledge so that we can overcome this demonic tendencies within us the demons are not outside please remember the power of god all the weapons all the things are within us when we overcome the demonic tendencies and the inherent nature that we have we have conquered the demons and become that devi that greatness is what we become and that is her greatness how she fought the demons so it is called devi mahatmyam understanding the greatness of this devi so when you overcome all these demons in your own life you become this great goddess that is what the spiritual meaning is so the lion what happens suddenly when you are being told why are you sleeping why can't you wake up and do something you know when we we hear these things constantly reaction happens and then this lion comes in oh don't keep telling me i have done so much in my life who you are do you think we say this to our mother as well right when your mummy comes and wakes you up and says hey you no know, time up go to school you have to go to school get up get up fast you no know, please don't keep telling me i know what to do this word called i know that's called the deflated ego that small ego which comes in 
and it's it's very you know it's kind of a i don't know how to express but it makes you it makes you feel why are these people after me why can't they just let me be i know my life you know we say this i know i know what to do that's called that ego so we should never allow this ego to come because it's a it will destroy you it's never allow it will never allow you to use your ability to rise above on the contrary it will tell it will shut off everybody and say you know what i am capable capable in a different way which is not doing i know everything it doesn't want you to study also and that is wrong okay i've done this before and that's it's not even a haughtiness but it's it's a sort of an ego which will say you know all of this but see that when you say i know this you stop learning you stop getting that knowledge it doesn't allow you to get that knowledge it in, it puts an impediment to your growth that is what this lion does then what happens soon the goddess cut the then again it goes back in that man form you know you become that man again that human being and then again you you just go back into that form when again the goddess comes and then she cuts that man then what happens then from that comes another huge elephant soon the goddess cut the man asunder along with his sword and shield by means of her arrows then he became a huge elephant again once again again that elephant comes now a different form and what does this elephant mean pride arrogance that is what elephant represents then we become very haughty you know what i know it all i've already done this so from the done this or oh, you become that man again you take that human form and then you become very haughty now from a deflated to you become very you know you have a very high ego inflated which is it's not even it's inflated but in a different way you are infuriated you have lot of pride and arrogance saying you know what don't teach me i know everything i i know i will do this i can do this i have conquered this i am very capable because elephant is might you know it's it's huge it's mighty so we get this pride swollen pride we will say somebody who thinks and no end of themselves that what that is what comes in oh i have already achieved these things in my life no you have not done so again what does it do it puts an impediment to your path of growth to your path of learning it doesn't allow you to do also again it puts an impediment when that ego the pride and arrogance come you stop learning you will not even do and what happens you will do it in your own way you don't you don't care about how things has to be done in the you know perfect manner so when i said to you this happens whether it is with our parents whether it is with our friends sometimes these qualities are there within all of us each one of us have these demons so i was giving an example to tell you how this works where especially in the spiritual world just a very simple example when your guruji teaches you certain things he will always want you to undo what you have learned when you come to him because that's only a material worldly understanding but he he what does the guru do he he removes your material worldly imperfections and perfects your spiritual understanding so the guru tells you you know this is not the way it is this is how it is a simple example then you know initially when i wanted to learn cooking from my guruji instead of shutting my mouth and learning i would go on saying no this is done like this you have to put this am i here to learn from him or am i telling him how to do am i teaching the master so that's your ego which says i know you know the lion so one is first i don't want to do anything then from there it will just 
you know when you are being taught it will say i already know it then it will again become angry that human form i i don't care you know i am somebody it wants to fight then again it becomes a haughty pride you know what i don't care i don't want to learn i know all of this so that ability to learn is completely shut off or even to doing anything so these are the demons which puts an impediment to your growth whether it is in your personal life professional life or spiritual life these are the real demons within us and conquering with the ability god given potentials god given capabilities and abilities that is why we say every god is within us and that's what we have been reading since yesterday right we are learning that then all the potencies that power which are the weapons are there within us so we have to use the right weapon to kill these demons with which is called the knowledge and that is what the guru teaches us but even to achieving that right to understand and listen the impediment comes because of the mind why the mind has been taken over by mahishasura so the mind goes into that inertia and lethargy and does not allow you to get that knowledge because it completely shuts off everything within you so the greatest demon that exists which you have to fight and win is within you and not outside of you today this is the challenge why we are always you know in a quandary with our own self you are fighting the battle within this battle is not outside please remember the demon outside is a different story and that's again a very different story like yesterday i explained about you know like madhu how people speak sweet things again we are listening so it's a demon which wants to listen sweet things within us an example you just have to stay away you know don't get carried away don't allow this demon to become powerful within you because that is what it's asking for the moment you let it become powerful then it's going to destroy you from becoming that devi it's not going to allow you to rise above at all so you are you need to understand you're greater than these demons you have these capabilities within you you can conquer anything that you wish in your world because god given potentials are within you you have to rise and fight fighting is a must what is the devi doing here she is fighting the asuras with the weapon she has is she getting fatigue fatigue was a word used she is not tired of fighting because she is so capable the power is within her you are the devi you can fight what makes you think no i am done i am incapable i can't fight the moment you give the asuras are winning in you the moment you says i can i will and i will fight i conquer and you will win please remember the gods are within you you have all the weapons within you to be who you want to be that great devi that is what this spirituality is all about that is what devi mahatmyam is all about spirituality is one aspect through the stories it's giving us the truth about who we are so our purpose has to be established you know we have to serve our purpose and when you understand that purpose and you will do what you are born to do and not succumb to these demons in this world whether it is outside or within you are capable but first if you don't win within yourself how can you win outside that is a challenge first we need to have a powerful mind the mind is it is god jindra's heaven he needs to be in his position and you know you can't let a asura take over the god's position no then you are making the demon the god who is actually going to destroy you you can't you can't allow that so you have to ensure that you are capable you are that goddess and once you win the battle within 
you can fight any war in this world let me tell you you can go and achieve whatever you want to in this world there is no stopping except you yourself nobody is going to stop you from achieving what you want to if you cannot achieve yourself from within so for that you have to be that devi within first and understanding the truth i am not this fragile body i am not what my mind is telling me to be you are not that so once you know this you will be able to do anything in this world you become that great goddess yourself and then there is no there is you don't need any conviction from outside to tell you who you are so the devi mahatmyam is a story of you and i that we are the great goddess why are we succumbing to our mind please overcome the mind with the power of this knowledge that is why the knowledge is given to us you know we say navratri the nine dark nights where the devi fights the demons so let us also pray that her grace be within us that we fight this nine beautiful nights the dark nights and become victorious in our life and become that devi within this nine nights overcome our anger our ego our pride and arrogance why do you need to that if you have that it's a self destruction isn't that what is what the gods the demons want they want to destroy they don't want you to become that devi that is what they are doing so let us not succumb and achieve what we want to in our world by fighting these demons and winning these demons over victoriously and becoming that great devi so the elephant pulled the lion with its trunk and rolled as it pulled the goddess cut off the trunk with her sword the great asura the great asura resumed the body of a buffalo and shook the three worlds along with their mobile and immobile things and then what happens once again it's like a cycle then again you go back into the state of tamas inertia and lethargy so some day you'll say okay i want to do some day i don't want to you will you will go through this cycle and once again you'll end up saying i don't want to do anything that's what happens so you cannot allow this cycle to happen constantly and please remember they are the demons are very cunning huh? you you don't even know when they have taken over you so you have to be very careful and observing at all times that is why living a disciplined life is very important one day you say okay you know what today it's raining outside i don't want to wake up it's okay one hour later i wake up you know what you have done you've let that buffalo demon come in you and the it it very easily you know breaks that cycle the demon is already waiting to see when it can break that cycle for you and one day it gets an opportunity it will destroy, destroy the discipline that's what it wants so don't allow so who has to put that effort and that is called effort see what are these weapons all about these weapons are that you have that will power you have that effort you have to put that effort which is by not succumbing to your mind not some succumbing or becoming lethargy and you have to say yes i can do it and when you start doing it you get that energy within you that is the power which is there and this is the truth you need to understand so enraged at this chandika the mother of the worlds had again and again a superb drink and laughed her eyes becoming red the asura too intoxicated with his strength and valor rode and threw mountains at chandika with his horns and she with a volley of arrows reduced to powder those that were hurled at her and said to him her words faltering and color mounting up her face due to the intoxication of the drinks 
The goddess said, Roar, roar, O fool, for a moment till I drink this wine. Soon the gods are going to roar here when you are slain by me. The sage said, exclaiming thus, she jumped and climbed on that great Asura, crushing his neck under her foot. She hit him with a trident. Then, crushed by her foot, he was able to emerge only as half of his self from his own mouth, overpowered by the wailer of the goddess. Continuing to fight as half of his self, the great Asura was beheaded by the goddess with the sword and slain. Then, crying in cons cons const sorry, consternation, the entire army of the Asuras perished and the entire hosts of gods derived immense delight. The gods along with the divine seers lauded the goddess. The Gandharva kings sang and the hosts of Apsaras danced. Here ends the third of Devi Mahatmyam in Markandeya Purana during the period of Savardhi, the Manu. So what happens? So goddess Chandika, she was able to kill him. She did, you know, in Mysore, we call it Mahishasura Mardini, the goddess who killed Mahishasura. She is known as Chamundeshwari. So, it is you who have to kill this Mahish within you and never allow the other demons to take that form and conquer, you know, these demons within you and become that great goddess. This is the truth and then you will be able to face life in a very powerful manner, then nobody can, you know, disturb you, whether it is in the material world or in your personal world or even in your spiritual world. And please remember, there was one very important lesson which was taught yesterday. In yesterday, it was said, when you are going on the path of spiritual, these demons become very powerful within you because they don't want you to evolve. They don't want you to be this Devi. So they put a lot of impediments in the form of like, you know, how this Mahish, you know, the buffalo form, then the lion, then the elephant, and then again the man. So you, it goes in cycles like this. Someday you're in that high, someday you're low, and someday, you know, your mind is completely instigated by these demons within you. And then it's saying, no, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do. I don't like to do. I just want to just be. I don't want to do. That comes. Or you'll say, what is this? I, I know all this already. Who is telling me this? You know, you'll go in that ego zone. Or someday your mind will say, you know, he's just talking nonsense. He doesn't even understand. I know all of this. And someday pride. Or who do you think? I'm the greatest, you know. So these things go on. These are the demons you need to fight and win over yourself. And what do you need to become? That beautiful Devi. Can anybody stand in front of this Devi? Nobody. And when you become that Devi, you are capable of facing anything, you know, anybody in this world. And you will be doing everything. You will never think that this is not possible by me. You have become capable. That is what Devi Mahatmyam is all about. I hope you enjoyed today's episodes. The second episode, which was about, you know, who is Mahishasur, the buffalo demon and how the buffalo demon keeps taking different forms. So I hope you've learned and if you have any questions, please feel free to write to us. I'll be very happy to answer. With that, we end the Devi Mahatmyam Parayan for today. Once again, thank you for joining Devi Mahatmyam.
ओम श्री महागणपते नम ओम श्री गुरुदेव दत्त ओम श्री सचिदानंद सद्गुरु साईनाथ महाराज की जय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय दिगंबरा दिगंबरा श्रीपाद वल्लभ दिगंबरा ओम श्री कृष्ण गुरुनाथनाथ श्री गुरुवे नम ओम देवी दुर्गाय नम ओम श्री कृष्णार्पण नमस्तु कृष्ण वंदे जगद्गुरु